Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. Well, today I want to talk about something that is fairly interesting to me, and that is the discussion of politics in the workplace. Now, it's become almost a cliche lately that you can't. And I'm going to tell you that probably shouldn't anyway, but you have an opportunity when you discuss politics in the workplace to alienate about half the people in your office. That's not always true, but it's generally true. And in today's society, you can get fired for having a political opinion that is opposite of the one the company holds. Now, see, in my lifetime, and I'm 60 years old, I can remember when, yeah, you discussed politics and you were sure, you were sure that the president or the chairman or whatever had a political viewpoint, but they didn't hold the company to that political viewpoint. But now people do. As a matter of fact, people on Twitter, the Twitter mob, as they're called, they will argue with you that if you don't have a political stance, they don't want to do business with you. The other side of the coin is, if you do have a political stance that doesn't agree with mine, I may still want to do business with you, but what do I do? It's almost like you have to do something. Well, I want to talk about that just a little bit today. I had a dream just this last week, and it was about a friend of mine and I. We're on the beach, and we're talking about things, and she made a remark to something I said, and, and she said something, unless you're on the other side. And I said, well, what if I am? Well, if you're on the other side, we can't be friends anymore. And I woke up from the dream, and I thought, well, that's, that's odd. Why can't we be friends anymore? Well, it's almost becoming to the point now where we're being taught that we can't be friends anymore with people on the other side. Now, I have friends that are conservatives, and I have friends that are liberal, and I have them at the far extreme of either end. And you know what? They're still my friends. They're not going to stop being my friends. But in today's hyper-politicized environment, it's kind of becoming difficult sometimes to even act like you're friends with people that don't agree with you. I had somebody post to a Facebook post I made months ago uh, about, you know this person, you know they're so-and-so, and they believe so-and-so. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. You didn't think I knew that? Of course I knew that. I don't agree with them. See, it used to be that you could not agree with somebody and still be their friend. And I think you should still be able to be that way. As a matter of fact, I think it's Christ-like to be that way. You know, I introduce the Lord into a lot of things that I talk about because I think that it's important to have a clear viewpoint of what he would think about the whole thing. And here's what he had to say. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God first and then love your neighbor as yourself. Well, who is my neighbor? We well, you know there was a there was a, um, um, a story in the Bible about uh, a guy that had been beaten up and left for dead by robbers, and there were political people that came by, there were religious people that came by, and then there was a guy that would have been considered his enemy that came by and took care of him. Now, Jesus used that as a point for us, and the point is this. Try to find common ground with your friends. Try to find common ground with your enemies, but regardless, love them. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means you may go out of the way to try to help them. I have a particular friend of mine that he and I have had an off and on relationship for years. And yet when he gets sick, he and I usually talk. 
Why is that? Well, it's because I want to pray for him. I want him to know that I care about him, even though we have differing viewpoints on some things. And it's okay. I've got another friend that's uh, been a friend of mine. Gosh, she was in my Sunday school class. That's how long ago it's been. And we're exactly opposite poles on this political spectrum. But I still love her. I think she's a great lady. And I want to see her succeed. And I want to be able to speak into her life. You see, when you start telling people that you don't agree with them, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you start treating them like an enemy... Now you've got a problem. You no longer are able to have influence in their lives. And the problem with that is that there are some companies that have started doing that now. And I think that's a problem. Because when companies start doing it, now you're alienating large groups of people for no reason. You can support as chairman or CEO or president. You can give all the money away that you make that you want. I don't really care. I may look at it and say, well, I don't agree with that, and I don't want to support your company, but I don't think that it's necessary for you to come out and make a political statement about things. Recently, we had a couple of these things go on. Uh, uh, Coca-Cola and Delta both made uh, large statements about what they felt about the Georgia voting law that was put through uh, several months ago. I looked at what they said. I read what they said. I read what the law said. I was like, why are you making a statement about this? Why is that important to make a statement? Now, the president of Coke can say whatever he wants to. I don't have any problem with that. He's an individual. But the company itself should probably keep its nose out of politics. And I think that's usually true unless you're running a political campaign or a polling place for politicians. You should keep your nose out of politics. The reason is this, is that your business is set up to make a profit for the shareholders. All right, remember that your business is set up to make a profit for the shareholders. Now, if your business is like mine, my wife and I are the only shareholders. So that's what we're set up to make a business out of. That's what we're set up to do. We're not set up to make political points. That's not smart. As a matter of fact, I would, if I were able to talk to the head of Coke and the head of Delta, and I would say, listen, I know why you're doing this. I understand why you're doing it. And because I understand something doesn't mean I agree with it. But understand why you're doing this. You feel like you can't alienate the side that is the loudest. But sometimes it's only the loud ones. All they want is your attention. They don't really they know you're not going to change much of anything and they can't make you do anything. All they want you is, is your attention or your money, one way or the other. And there are instances where political organizations over the last year or two have come into great power, if you will, and people that are at the head of them have wound up spending a lot of money on personal items. Well, that doesn't look good. That's not a good look. See, it all gets jumbled up. Let me tell you why this is happening, because I I can tell you right now why it's happening. When Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself, the first question he got was, who's my neighbor? Well, that's when he told the parable of the Good Samaritan. Everybody is your neighbor. You're supposed to take care of everybody. See, I don't have a whole lot in common with some people that live in other parts of town here that may be in poorer sections or a different ethnic group. But they're still my neighbor. I still care for them. See, I think what we're trying to do here with our politics is do godly things with an ungodly basis. 
So it's like the welfare state. I've thought this for a long time, that in giving people welfare, I know why we do it, but we're saying, state, you do this for me. You take money from me and everybody else, and you give it to those that need it. Well, back when it was a different way, back in the 1800s and the early 1900s, and I'm absolutely sure that nothing in that time was perfect. I get that. I know right now is the most perfect time we've ever lived in. That was sarcasm. But we look at old times and we think, well, those didn't work very well. So have you ever looked around? Let's just take Columbus. If you're a Columbus native, look at the hospital systems that are open in Columbus. Now you have Grant Hospital, which is part of a Methodist system. It was set up as part of a Methodist system. Uh, You've got uh, Mount Carmel in St. Anne's. Those are both part of a Catholic system. There was a time when the hospitals were set up by the churches. They were the ones that set them up. They were the ones that ran them. That's where the doctors went to school. And now we're telling people you can't even do that. So there was a reason that, that... the blessings that came out of a relationship with Christ paid dividends into taking care of our neighbors. That was because we were told to do that. But in all honesty, and I'm part of the church, I can say this, we've abdicated our responsibility over to the government. Now, the problem with that is there's no no accountability on either side. Oh, sure, we've had laws off and on over the years that, well, if you, you know, if you don't work, uh, you can't get wealth and you're able to work. You can't get welfare benefits. I get all that. But really, do we enforce that? Is that enforced? But if it's your neighbor and they're slacking and you're the one helping to take care of them, now you've got a little more say on it. So I know I've kind of delved off the deep end when I said, should we talk politics at work? Well, let me put it to you this way. We're probably going to, but I don't think it's a good idea for a company to have a political stance. Now, there was one other company that during this time went to their their president, went to everybody and said, I don't want any political talk in the company and I don't want us standing for any political ideology. The company's name was Basecamp. 30% of their workforce quit. Why? Well, they wanted to make a political statement. Here's my thing. There are other people out there that would work without having to make a political stance. And if you are in a position where you're like, well, I've got to be able to stand up for my beliefs at work. Well, go ahead. The problem with it is you get yourself in a trap and now if you get into where somebody doesn't agree with you, and now you've lost things again, I guess what I'm trying to say is this. I don't think companies should have a political viewpoint. I know that some do, and I know they're going to continue to, but I don't think it's a good idea. I know you as a person have an ideology. You have something you believe. You have these things that you, you think and, and how you believe. Fine. I don't have any problem with that. What I do have a problem with is the abdication of responsibility toward our fellow man that we have taken as, if you're a believer, as a body of Christ, and the ability the government has had to to pick that up and use it against us. Just something to think about. I'd love to discuss that with you some more. My email address is terry at quizthediz.com. That's terry at quizthediz.com. I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear what you think about it. Thanks for listening this week, and I'll see you again next week. The Quiz the Diz podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Our website is quizthediz.com, or you can reach us at 614 
382-2582. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz the Diz. Quiz the Diz.